0: Second pick, the Philadelphia Eagles select Donovan McNabb, quarterback, Syracuse University. Boom.
1: Hello again, and welcome to another edition of the Philly Frenetics Podcast, the Super Bowl preview edition of the philly frenetics podcast he's john i'm joe did you ever think john low those many two and a half years ago that we'd ever be sitting here previewing an Eagles super bowl
0: another eagle super bowl yeah you mean? i mean
1: <laughs> the answer was hopefully going to be well yeah of course uh probably not this quick considering the season that we started doing this was i believe the season of Tanking against Washington in the last game of the season, we got two Phillies coach or one Phillies general manager and one Phillies manager fired. One Eagles coach fired. We started it because a Sixers coach got fired and a Flyers coach got fired. If not two Flyers coaches got fired, I think I think just the one. All in the last two plus years, and here we are. The Phillies made the World Series. The Eagles are back in the Super Bowl, and John, the Eagles are favored in the Super Bowl,
0: And this is the second week in a row that you've forgotten the union.
1: (laughs) I I told you I blocked it out. Like no lie. I, I told so many people, I was like, I was talking to John the other night and I totally forgot about the union and everybody that I talked to, I totally forgot about it. And I literally just did it again. I today, for whatever reason, I was looking through some stuff on my phone and I saw pictures from the, the conference championship game. And like, they were, I was looking at them not six hours ago <laughs> and I completely blocked it out. Um, I guess the answer really is that this championship thing is becoming a lot more common. Uh, it just still feels, and we, we, we went really into detail on this, it still feels different for the Eagles because I don't know, our identity was based around never having won the Super Bowl for so long. That having won it and now being back, it, it seems like something's up.
0: You you want to know what's up is I'm apparently like fashion icon. And oh really? <laughs> that's how crazy Have like, you, this uh, world has been turned upside down.
1: Official Super Bowl licensed merchandise no, from tent
0: outside your apartment. <laughs> no, we're we're going to get on that in a minute, though. Oh, All um, right. <laughs> so I just came back from the grocery store in an Eagles hoodie that I've had for probably like six or seven years. You've seen it. It's got the Kelly Green Philadelphia Eagles. Of it's course. got the the old school Eagle clutching a football and its it's uh, talons while it's in flight. I I bought it because it was cool. I got compliments from not one, not two, not three, but four guys. So I am, I it wasn't the target audience I was dressing for, but apparently it's like somebody like actually let me or two carts kind of nearly collided but he's like i'm gonna get out of your way because you've got that shirt on and i was like hey that
1: sounds like a meet cute from a movie job it
0: kind of does (laughs) but i i I think it's more of the everyone's happy this week uh in philadelphia which is not our normal state of being (laughs) so you know that could be it you've got millions
1: of people feeling just like us not knowing how to feel
0: (laughs) exactly so two things the uh Merchandise from a tent you're talking about. I don't know how official it is because my Eagles Super Bowl merchandise says Philadelphia football champions. <laughs> and I got that from a tent uh, <laughs> at the, the same place that I got a Philadelphia baseball champion shirt well, of from course, in 2008. You gotta the collection. So <laughs> I got, I think I got the Philly sweatshirt the day after they won. I got the Eagles t-shirt. I was like the number three person in line. Like, they, they were s- taking stuff out of boxes that night. So I feel like even though it's a little bit more out of my way now, I have to go back to the same place, right?
1: <laughs> on the way to lunch the other day, we passed by one of those tents and on the side of the tent, like it was a tent that had sides. It was like officially licensed Super Bowl merchandise. And me and my coworkers were like, yeah, right. Like, come on what we did not see was any of the merchandise yet all of the other tents that we saw had the merchandise hanging and on this corner and that corner there's no sides to the tent it's just it's a philly thing and go birds nothing that actually says philadelphia eagles or super bowl because none of those people want to go to jail
0: it's a funny story uh when I bought that t-shirt at the time I was working for a private investigation company who actually made um some money off of investigating we'll say off-license or fraud apparel. <laughs> so I bought that t-shirt <laughs> and then I couldn't wear it.
1: Did you expense it as part of an investigation?
0: No, but that I didn't want been a real boss But it, I, I felt bad to uh, I didn't want to narc on anybody. Right? Even though <laughs> Wait, what's I the would've...
1: statute of limitations on like copyright infringement and fraud or whatever like i said it was a philadelphia football (laughs) champions applies to any any youth team um
0: but i digress so a philly thing i hate that you know i i i don't i don't like it it's too trendy i we we don't have that here in this town because if we're talking about like it's a philly thing like lately we're not doing so well in the championship rounds so (laughs)
1: let's
0: not get there just yet um
1: so like, I hear you, and on some level, like if you you put it I'm like right black you can and white. Just say it. Well, I was gonna say if you make it black and white, like very stark contrast, I agree with you more than I don't. It doesn't bother me. Like I won't say I hate it. It's just like, all right, well that's kind of like, what do you, oh, it's a Philly thing. Like whatever. Like stop. But I, I definitely, I definitely am closer to how you would feel there than like going and buying a shirt that said if if we pass a tent we're, we're, we're going to buy a shirt because as of now our plan is to watch the Super Bowl together now the question is are you going to go out and climb any poles afterward we'll talk Ooh, interesting do other cities like everyone associates that with fare. do other cities not do that like people climb up traffic lights all the time
0: so I was talking about someone uh, at work last saturday about this and he said it's just flawed because in philadelphia we grease the poles to deter people and that just means people see that as a challenge
1: right (laughs) nobody was thinking hey i just gotta climb a pole until they're like we're gonna grease these poles and it's like well all right that like that's exactly who we are (laughs) um yeah you were saying the the philly thing you know not liking it maybe not being a popular opinion before we get into the game this is the last thing we're going to chat about real quick uh here's an unpopular opinion for you the eagles kelly green eh take it or leave it <laughs> john's debating leaving right now <laughs> i've just never really i always associate that with failure you know so- because when i was born when i was growing up we we talked about rich coatite i can't believe we've mentioned rich tight. As many times on this podcast as we have, considering go, he man. hasn't coached here in almost 30 years. But like I associate that uniform with that era. Randall Cunningham was great. Reggie White was great. They won nothing. They just hurt us.
0: I'll say this. It's, it's not. I think the Midnight Green is a little sharper. It's definitely a little bit more modern. Um, for me, it's more the logos itself. I don't The really, logo
1: with the with the ball and the talons is pretty cool, yeah. It's the,
0: it's it's the yeah. ball and the talons. Any any old school thing where it's more of the full mm-hmm. bird to me is it. Uh like like I you could change you could put that in Midnight Green, and I'd actually be thrilled to run out and buy one right now. <laughs> um I, the color doesn't bother me as it's much. I got it because I I like the the bird with the football and the talons. Right. Like that's why I, I got it. I mean, at this point we're you know, we've been with the midnight green so long, like for you and I. That is and people younger than, than us, which is unfortunately a, a bigger part of the population. Like a growing than we like part to of the but population yeah. every day. <laughs> like that's the only color they slash we have really known. Right. Um, so, like, there definitely is a throwback thing, and I think in the era of like where we are now, where teams have like eight million jersey colors, I'll, I'll take the midnight green. It's it's way better than some of the disasters, but. We could talk about other franchises and how they are disasters, you know, on a different pod.
1: Well, actually, uh, I was just going to say, we do have to talk a little basketball, and we'll do that later. Obviously, the Super Bowl is the, the primary thing here, but uh, a franchise a little bit to the north uh, imploding as, well, as I think we all knew that it would. Or at least I know I knew it would, and I, I screamed from the rafters about how it was going To implode. And so I am going to dance on the Brooklyn Nets super team grave in a little bit. But first, Super Bowl 57, the Kansas City Chiefs, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey will take on your Philadelphia Eagles and Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts, Dallas Goddard, I guess if we're going to go with the Travis Kelsey comparison, Jason Kelsey, of course. Devonte Smith, A.J. Brown, Miles Sanders, et cetera, et cetera. The Eagles, as of the last time I checked, one and a half point favorites over the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. And I've said it over and over again because I find that to be just incomprehensible that the Philadelphia Eagles that I have known for the better part of the last four decades are favored to win the Super Bowl. John, your overarching thoughts and feelings about the game.
0: I'm on the fence. Uh, the favorite thing is just something I can't wrap my my brain around. Like, it should be positive. I felt more positive about the Eagles-Patriots Super Bowl. And I don't know really? if... Which one? The second one? The the second one. The, fir- the first one. The first I, one
1: never happened. Never mind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, the first one, I think we were all just kind of... We were relieved. I don't want to say, like, happy to be there, but I think we were. Absolutely. Like, I, I, I kind of just happy to be there. Um, it, it was
1: one of those things where, like, you know, they had lost three straight title games. And I remember uh, a friend texted me after they beat the Falcons. He was, like, fourth time's the charm. I'm like, dude, I'm so happy. Like, it, it doesn't matter what happens in the Super Bowl. And he was like, let's see how you feel the day after the Super Bowl. And he was right. Uh, <laughs> I didn't go to class that day. But <laughs> um, the the... The relief, I think, is what we felt then. Uh, I'm surprised that you were so optimistic last time. I had to talk myself into thinking that they could win, and I kind of had a happy to be there because they'd arrived early, right? Like Wentz was in his second season, and he was injured. So, like, that whole year kind of just felt like, oh, we're a little early. Not at all unlike this season, maybe. And then, you know, you're playing with house money when Nick Foles is out there. So I to kind of talk myself into like, you know, oh well, here's how they can win the game. But you went into it thinking they were going to win the game?
0: Not going to but I I knew it was a toss-up game and I thought they were going to give the Patriots a good game. And if they won, they they won. It's so like I'm not saying I was confident the that best they Super would win Super Bowl's ever. I mean, they
1: give them a great the greatest game. <laughs>
0: I mean, objectively, like that's got to be a top five Super Bowl because more so yards, many of them
1: more points. You know, the, just the the game was was tight the whole way. Yeah, like I it's impossible for you or I to to look at it objectively. But I, I've heard people talk this week uh, uh, who are not invested in either team, and you know they talked about that Super Bowl as, hey, that was a cool Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, just because we can't talk about Super Bowl Fifty Two enough until <laughs> you know this this next week, uh, then we'll we'll see. But (laughs) just, I feel like if you're going to win a title, especially a first title, that's going to be the kind of game you want where you can go back. Like you're not just watching the 49ers roll up somebody by 30 points or or something like that. Like that's all, that's all the latter
1: half of the 1980s. (laughs) But at some
0: point there's like, even, you know, we talked about it last, last time with the NFC championship where it's, like oh yeah oh yeah they won yeah it's like hey 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 nice oh, like hey, there was there, there wasn't the <laughs> the, the, the countdown because like, it was just a foregone conclusion for so long
1: yeah I I I I was listening to something today and, and they, they not Philadelphia media they they saw it as much more likely that the Eagles would cruise to a win than that they would get cruised on and I don't even want to think about that like. I I just it's been so weird when 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 the Eagles made the Super Bowl in 2005, it was literally all I thought about for two full weeks. When they made it five years ago, older, you know, you have a job, you have things to do. It was a really cool thing to read about over the course of the two weeks. Like, hey, we're back, we made the Super Bowl. This time, it's just like, all right, well, the Super Bowl is what February 12th. I'll I'll think about it February 11th. Right, <laughs> like. You got life to live, but you know, the news is talking about it every week, every night rather of the week. And it's like, there's only so much Kelsey Kelsey content you can take in. Right. And, and Andy Reid narrative, blah, blah, blah. And I don't think we're, we're spoiled as fans. I think we're just old.
0: (laughs) I'm not even sure. Like those are some of the more interesting storylines. Like, I mean, we'll talk, we'll know more after Sunday. But oh, you don't you, say <laughs> but when you think about the idea of winning not one but two Super Bowls, all of a sudden certain people's Hall of Fame credentials really get you know, I mean just being in two Super Bowls is probably puts them there. But when you talk about guys like Jason Kelsey, Howie Roseman, um, I don't think Fletcher Cox, because I, I don't think he, he had a, a long enough peak. But guys like that, like maybe Lane Johnson, who have been on to like all of a sudden now, like they're kind of hanging around the discussion a little bit more like this is the kind of stuff that gets Brandon Graham's maybe his number retired, depending if if he has another strip sack, you know, (laughs) it's it's those kind of things that that happen. And like, I really don't have a read on how this game can play out because of like, a couple of different factors that we could can, we can talk about.
1: But before we do that, John, Jason Kelsey's going into the Hall of Fame, whether the Eagles win the Super Bowl on Sunday or lose by 70 points. He's a Hall oh, of Famer. Oh, the other guys, we could talk about that, but if we're getting into, you know, the legacy of these guys that are taking the field, I, I think that means it's time to focus on the game itself. There are going to be matchups all over the field. You know, everyone wants to talk about the Kelsey's. They're never going to be on the field at the same time until probably for the pregame coin flip and then – they're going to, they're going to hug after the game one way or the other. There's going to be a
0: camera operator assigned to Donna Kelsey the whole game.
1: <laughs> Some intern for Fox is going to get their assignment and just be like, oh man. Uh, what do you see as the key matchup on the field in the game?
0: I think it's, let so it's the offensive line and the defensive line. And, uh, you know, <laughs> but I honestly, was that an
1: impression of me or of, of general NFL punditry?
0: It's the second one.
1: Okay, all right. <laughs> You're still giving me two years later crap for picking the offensive line as the offensive standout one time. So I'm you know I forgot sure. about that. <laughs> I'm sure um, you did. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> the battle in the trenches. Uh,
0: but I, I think in this, and there, there's a common theme that we'll that I'll discuss. But the Eagles' running game. I, I, I think the Eagles are a deeper team by far. It's the one thing I've heard consistently throughout the week is, you know, Kansas City has the best player on the field. The Eagles have a deeper team at almost every other position, tight end being the other one that in Kansas City's favor. So I think for the Eagles to win and or Kansas City to have a legit chance is that the Eagles' running game keeps Patrick Mahomes off the field. That might make for a more boring Super Bowl from a neutral standpoint, but I don't care. I like boring wins.
1: <laughs> and kind of wins a good one. Um, mine, it's Patrick Mahomes versus verticality. The six or seven guys, Eagles are going to rotate on that defensive line. They have to get at the quarterback. And the Chiefs' priority has got to be to protect Patrick Mahomes. And that is independent of his injury. We don't know how much he's recovered. And I can't believe we've gotten this far into it before anyone has said the words Patrick Mahomes' ankle, but – that's going to be a key thing. He's had two weeks to recover, but he also did a week more. I don't know. I won't say damage, but a week's worth of, of of whatever recovery he had kind of got erased by that game against the Bengals. So, how healthy is he, and how does the defensive line handle that? Are they able to get to him? Are they able to knock him down? Because if you chase him out of the pocket, and we find out in the first quarter that you know his ankle feels pretty good. Well, then it's a whole different game. If if he's slower, if he's hobbled, and they get to him and, and they're hitting him, and he doesn't have as much time, then you might get that result where the Eagles cruise, because he is a special player. You said he's the best player on the field. The Chiefs do have the best player on the field, but the Eagles probably have more of the next nineteen than the Chiefs do, and a lot of those guys are on the defensive line: yeah. Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat, Javon Hargrave, Brandon Graham, and Domenick Sue those other guys whose whose names are escaping me right now th- those guys are going to make the difference I think in whether or not the Eagles get their second Super Bowl in 5 years or if Patrick Mahomes turns into the next Willis Reed
0: well you could see that at the end of that that Bengals game cuz he had I think one or two plays there at the end where he absolutely I don't yeah. want to say gutted it out but you know he was he had to to rely on that ankle to have them win the game. It was a play where and, he ran
1: out of bounds and he came back in. and, and he, looked, he was, he, he looked was like feeling a show horse it. the way he was like trying to shake his ankle out. Yeah.
0: But to, to your point, like if that happens in the first quarter, he's not going to be the same guy throughout the game. He could right. do that in the fourth quarter because he knew it's like, Hey, this is time. I have to put it all on the line. Yeah. But he's not going to do that in the first quarter unless they really get after him.
1: Well, the Eagles will win. If dot, 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 my answer Patrick Mahomes isn't vertical. Is this that, going to be like an inception Super Bowl where <laughs> it's just
0: everything's upside down?
1: Well, it's just, if he, it, it, he's got to be the difference for Kansas city and Andy Reid is, is a hall of fame coach and, and he's no dummy. He knows that's the case. He's going to probably have all sorts of plays drawn up based on game situation, based on ankle situation. And, the, the Eagles are just going to have to make sure that they're just wrecking everything. They're wrecking the Chiefs' offensive line. They're wrecking Andy's plans. They're knocking Mahomes down. They're they're making him uncomfortable. And if they do that, then I then I think they win. It, it's it's going to be the defense again that 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 has to do the job to stop Patrick Mahomes.
0: For me, it's if the coaches don't the Eagles coaches don't overthink it. So we no
1: two-point conversions up three touchdowns?
0: <laughs> you know, I was having a good day. Um, for me, this version of Andy Reid is, is the wily guy sitting on you know the other sideline. He's won this before. He's been there before. He's one of the best play callers in the league. He's the veteran. The other guy has something to prove. You know, he was, as we're finding out, Famously, like not retained, he wasn't fired by Andy Reid, but he was not retained. Right. Uh, you know, during a coaching switch, and surprise, surprise, he feels emotional and has a grudge about that, which you know makes sense. But if all of a sudden we start doing this, uh, this thing where he's trying to do the next Philly special on every drive, he's trying to play around with the two point conversion. He he goes two pass happy. Like, you know, they're going to have to target Kansas City's corners. I get it. Wide receiver is a strength for this team. I get it. But if all of a sudden, like, we revert to last year where it's 80% of the time they're they're throwing, they're not going to win this game. They're going to screw up something. There's going to be turnovers. So if they could just stay within a reasonable game plan, I don't think... I don't want to say there's any doubt that they'll they'll win this game, but and this is almost entirely on the offensive side of the ball. Like, just keep it simple.
1: Dance with the one that brought you. Exactly. I, I will take small exception with one thing that you said. You said about Nick Sirianni, you know, has to prove himself. I don't know. I mean, he's in his second year as a head coach, and his team's in the Super Bowl. We've talked about our opinion of of how much the coaching he, staff really had to do. He thinks that. That, that's, that is exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. He thinks he needs to prove himself. And that is, you know, like you can talk about somebody who's running an organization and the difference between being the smartest person in the room and believing that you're the smartest person in the room. Those are very different things. One person is much more dangerous. I'm worried about the coach that thinks he needs to prove himself. Dance with the one that brought you. Do what you did to get here. And they're saying all the right things, but... When, when when the ball gets kicked off, do not let the galaxy brain in, Nick. I'm begging you, do not let the galaxy brain in.
0: Yeah, like I I don't think he doesn't have to prove anything to me at this point. I I think I know who he is. For better not, or worse, <laughs> right? Um But no matter what, I'd say he's a he's an overall good head coach on a with a very talented roster and. He's gotten them this far and all all credit to him. I don't necessarily like his style, but that doesn't mean anything because obviously he knows more about football than I do. Yeah. <laughs> so he's obviously had success. He's probably going to get a contract extension after the season. Like, good for you. But that, like, I, you, you don't have to prove anything to me. You just have to win the game. Right. And then that doesn't mean we're not going to talk about Whatever's driving us nuts, because that's not what we do in Philadelphia. And, you know, I think just to transition to the other dot, 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 if the Eagles do not stay within themselves and all of a the sudden they're trying to, you know, just be Matt Damon at Goodwill Hunting and like solve these complex equations and whatever, it's like, you know, register math works fine. <laughs> just like that's all you have to do
1: use your fingers and toes that's more than enough
0: it got me through college
1: <laughs> um uh to your point Nick Sirianni has to be Nick Sirianni again for better or worse don't try to be Doug Peterson don't try to be Andy Reid just be the guy you've been the players they seem to love playing for him we don't have to like him we don't have to be big fans we can begrudgingly say, well. They won the Super Bowl with the coach, or they got to the Super Bowl, or they did this or that. He he's earned a contract extension. You could hardly have a better first two years, I think, than he's had to this point. But um, if I haven't tipped off my key for the Chiefs winning, uh, it's keeping Patrick Mahomes vertical. Say what? Yeah, they um th- 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 their offensive line has got to have a performance that w- basically wins them the Super Bowl. Two years ago, uh, they got filleted against Tampa. And they completely reworked their offensive line this is This is the final project, right? Like you've done the homework and the research the last couple of years this is it's time for them to show that that they came through and they did the right thing and that they have the right guys there, and that that it's a super Bowl caliber line because they are facing one of the greatest defensive fronts in the history of the NFL statistically speaking, and they do not stop. Right. It's not a four-man front. It's it's seven or eight guys that, that will run through there and they will run through you. You know, everyone wants to talk about Hassan Reddick, you know, the local guy playing for his hometown team. Second in the league in sacks. That's great. He's one guy. You can you can try to put two guys on him. Well, are you also gonna put two guys on Brandon Graham? Because he's still got it. Fletcher Cox has still got it. You know, and especially with that rotation, they've kept Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham. Uh, uh, fresher is the word I guess. Uh, if anyone is fresh, twenty games into the season, um, the the Chiefs' offensive line. You know, you, you said the, the the battle in the trenches being a key matchup for the Eagles' running game. I think it's the the Chiefs' passing game, and 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 that's it. It's it's just it's the opposite ones, right? It's it's the Chiefs' offensive line and the Eagles' defensive line. And I gotta tell you, somewhere out in Phoenix. Andy Reid is is smiling to himself. He doesn't know why. As we're talking about the the, the big impact that the Lions are going to have in this game, he's nodding his head and he doesn't know why.
0: (laughs) I feel like this is your quintessential, like, all 22 Brian Baldinger tape, like, guys who watch the coaches tape. Yeah. This is your Super Bowl because it's got to come down to the line of scrimmage. As we all say football that, it's games be do, forty-five,
1: forty-two, just an yeah, exactly
0: battle. <laughs> yeah, it's like the you know the pitching matchup of aces, and they're both knocked out in the second inning. It's yeah. just you know that could exactly be it. it just uh, real quick, I was thinking this week. Um, heard another podcast talk about it. Yes, I do listen oh, to other wow. podcasts.
1: Cheating on me again.
0: But about how great, like which stadium, which fan base is going to fill up the stadium more, and what like we're so used to defaulting to like oh it's going to be the Eagles fans but Chiefs have, have a pretty big fan base too I think this is probably as good of a fan base to get like they're I'd the only better like, fan
1: matchup would be, I think like, you're about to say, It's got to be Eagles Buffalo. Bills. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's what everyone was saying when they picked an Eagles-Bills Super Bowl was that the world was going to swallow itself up before we actually got to see it. But to see those two fan bases go at it, you know, Bills fans throwing themselves through tables. Well, <laughs> what would we do to, to top that? <laughs> I mean,
0: I, personally, I think the Eagles ruined that one by winning the last Super Bowl because the, the sort of like history-making thing would have been – both teams are going for their first title. Yeah,
1: <laughs> despite
0: lots of failures, somebody's
1: going to win their first Super Bowl. <laughs> haven't I'll really take thought about it. the fan. Yeah, I haven't really thought about the fan aspect of it. But you're right; it's two uh, really dedicated fan bases. Uh, we are just the weirdest people on earth, I think. So, I'm always going to side with with the Philly fans to uh, outdo anybody else. But uh, yeah, the, the Chiefs fan base—that's uh, a good one. A lot of respect, a lot of love for their team. But uh, regardless. A few days from now, Super Bowl Fifty Seven, Eagles Chiefs. We're gonna we're gonna see who wins it. The matchup that really, you know, coming into the playoffs, you kind of circled as as one of the best ones you could get. The two top seeds, they've done it all year long, and now it's time to do it on the big stage. And uh, we're gonna have our final quick pick of the season on Super Bowl Sunday. And last week with the NFC title game, ultimately the 49ers quarterback situation it kind of came back to hurt me kept them off the board it it kept the game from being as close we ultimately called it a draw which means that John's going to go on to win his first quick Uh, uh, title
0: uh, uh, uh. I've decided Uh because I'm a a generous guy is that why (laughs) uh, not really because I got to keep things got to keep things more interesting what do you say about a little double or nothing Whoever wins this game on Sunday in Quick Picks wins the whole thing.
1: I mean, of course I'm going to take it. It's the only chance I have. Uh, we're we're I, going to have to work out some parameters to decide, you know, how we're going to decide the win. But all right, you're on. All right. I Sunday gotta, gotta morning. to give it interesting. Sunday morning, Quick Picks. We'll figure out who's going to be the champion for the 22-23 season, hopefully in addition to the Eagles. John, we got to take a break get some water rehydrate when we come back real quick we have got to talk about the nba just what a crazy week anything happened in the association (laughs) and i've got a little bit of a segment that i want to i want to bounce around see what you think maybe something we can bring back in the future but stick around we'll be right back We're back here on the Philly Fanatics podcast. Yes, the Super Bowl is just a couple days away. But, John, like I said, we've got to talk about the association. The other night, LeBron James became the NBA's all-time leading scorer. He passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I got two things to say about it. One, bad job by LeBron. They're they're playing the Bucs two nights later. Kareem's other team going up against Giannis. It's a nationally televised game. Come on. Like, LeBron is aware of the big picture and of the narrative. He should have held off. The Lakers lost the game anyway. Come on, man. You had to do it on national TV. Number two, this might be controversial. I don't care. LeBron James is the greatest basketball player to ever walk the earth. Period. Full stop. You heard me. Said. Said. This might Can't be a drop. debate that we have to have another time. You were not ready for that. No, I was I was not ready for that.
0: Uh, no, for me, it's it's Jordan uh, in the same way that he is sort of the Babe Ruth of basketball and that things changed after him. It, it, like I don't know if LeBron really changed anything, but he certainly delivered on it. He's certainly one of the greatest players. He's probably, I wouldn't say the first... Truly great player who I've been aware of for their like the entirety of their career. Like I, I wasn't watching Bryce Harper's like JV college year uh, <laughs> on TV, but we were watching LeBron's high school career, you know, play out on ESPN at a time when like not everything was streaming. So that was it was an event, uh, and there aren't too many people that have delivered on being the next one. And like, because it's almost impossible, but he's definitely done it. And I don't know if anyone's done it as gracefully and sort of like out of the spotlight as, as he has, um, like, you know, looking back, you know, through our lives, there's only probably been like a handful of guys, Griffey, Harper, Sidney Crosby, much to our disdain, Serena, (laughs) um, Like, that's a very small group of people who've been under the microscope their entire lives. And LeBron's done it, and he's going to keep going. One thing that struck me, because I watched the game live, you know, paid the price the next day when I woke up, but (laughs) uh, watched the game live, is how immediately he did it, and it wasn't about him. He's waving Kareem on the court. He had everyone give Kareem, uh, you know, an ovation. And then, you know, with his family he thanked david stern no one really was looking for <laughs> no that no one's but, ever you know,
1: thanked david stern right <laughs> exactly he <laughs>
0: might be the, the first one um you know he he was so gracious in the moment and i think that shows you the kind of person he is because he started crying a little bit like you could see he was getting emotional but like he it's this moment he, he had play out where it's like he brought his wife and his mom on and, you know, his, his kids. And it's so different than I think a lot of other athletes would handle it. Because he was soaking in the moment, but he was soaking it within people. And I think that says so much about him because he's been a guy who has always passed the ball. He's always like that was a criticism to like early on, like you're not he's not taking all the shots. Look, obviously it's worked out for him. He's, he didn't he's take all the, all the time shots and
1: assists. I believe I heard someone say exactly. And who knows
0: where he's going to wind up with that? You know, um, we've been so lucky to see his career. It's a sh- like for me, it's weird that it's like going to end, or this is happening in LA. But it is appropriate that you know Kareem was on the court, and Kareem's there, Magic's there. They pick a celebrity; they were they were yeah. there. Um, I probably could not afford tickets to that game, I'm assuming. (laughs) Um,
1: LeBron has probably drawn more adoration and worship than any athlete of our time, and also more hate and negative attention.
0: For almost no reason.
1: for, for, For being great. Because when he's great, he's not great enough for some people. And when he's not great, oh, well, we told you, Jordan's better. Uh, Bill Russell's better. Wilt Chamberlain's better. You can believe whatever you want to believe. LeBron is in the 20th year of his career, and he is still one of the elite players in the NBA. And he's not making the All-Star game because of popularity or the All-NBA team because of sentimentality. He's among the league's leading scorers, right? He's still doing it at every – both ends of the floor, every time of asking, he's – single-handedly at times carrying the Lakers to being within sniffing distance of the playoffs. I I just, you're, you're the, the whole, we are witnesses when he was younger. I get the negative attention that the, the you know, God making of, of someone who hadn't done anything yet. He's done it. He's done every single thing that, that you could do gold medals championships. Oh, Michael Jordan never lost the finals. I, I don't care. I absolutely do not care. And we can have that debate and here's the thing it's a debate that nobody can win or lose, right? Because you pick your guy and that's your guy. I I just think that and I found myself doing this more in the last week or so because as much attention as his chase of the scoring record got, it really didn't feel like it was all that much. You know, like all of a sudden I was like, oh, well LeBron might break this this 39-year-old record next week. Like, oh, okay and i i find myself just thinking about it and appreciating more i i've never gotten to see him play i was supposed to see the lakers a number of years ago and i got sick the day i had tickets so my dad went instead of me and that was my only chance i had to see kobe and i never got to see him and i am when next year's schedule comes out i i don't care if if i got to go to new york or or down to dc i i have to see lebron I saw Michael Jordan when he was with the Wizards when I was in college, and it was—I think it was his best game of that season, right? And it was—it was you know close to Christmas break, you know the holidays. A lot of people in DC aren't from there, so they're traveling. That arena was just like dead, but it was still Michael Jordan. And if you just close your eyes and or squinted and you imagined him in red instead of whatever that weird teal color that the Wizards were wearing. (laughs) It was still Michael Jordan, and I never got to see Kobe. I had to see LeBron just because, like I said, I think he's the greatest to ever play the game. You disagree. Others disagree. Maybe we'll have that debate some other time. But for now, one of the other greatest players in the game right now is on the move. Kevin Durant, sources say. No one is officially announced by the time we're recording this. Kevin Durant is headed to Phoenix, for just uh, a pile of players and draft picks. They talk about the Suns mortgaging the future. They didn't mortgage the future. They sold the future. The, the, the for sale sign, says sold. There's no mortgage. There, there is no future. There is only now in Phoenix. And,
0: and what a great first week. Uh, if you're a new owner,
1: yeah, so, you <laughs> well, know. that's what made it happen. There there were two things. It was, he took over the team and was like, let's go get Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant told the nets to make him available because of what happened with Kyrie Irving. And we'll discuss him in a minute, but what a just spectacular collapse of, you know, the, the super team era, you want to talk about LeBron's legacy and and what he did to change the game. The super team era is, is, is his doing right. Whether you like it or not. And they have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, they get James Harden and they played an entire 16 games together. And they swap out James Harden for Ben Simmons. And I think the biggest surprise today to me is that Ben Simmons is still a net. He won't be in the offseason. They'll trade him for whatever they can get for him. Some team will take a chance. But just, I, I, I don't know that we've ever seen, people are calling it the biggest bust in NBA history, this, this Nets team. And ah, I'm hard-pressed to think of something that was a more colossal failure than, than that trio. Quartet, maybe if you want to factor in Harden and Simmons, both. I, I it's just. But yet you what could almost see and it coming. Oh no! Oh, we could see it coming a mile away. How could you not? If you look at it objectively, how could you think that? Like, I, I don't. It seems like NBA players like Kyrie Irving. I don't get it. But like, how could you see Kevin Durant coexisting with that guy? I don't know their personal relationship. They may be boys, but like. Kevin Durant is, is he's almost like a robot focused solely on winning, right? He's one of the greatest scorers, and I'm not talking about numbers, but one of the greatest pure scorers of all time. And yeah, his legs might be made out of like balsa wood because he's getting hurt all the time with the kind of injuries that sometimes take weeks upon weeks to heal. But when he's out there, he is a force. And I, I just, I don't understand how you can, how you can have that guy and do absolutely nothing.
0: You know what? Ironically, as you're saying this, I, because I, this was a rant that I, I forgot to include in the, with the Lakers talk. The other team that I, that's coming to, to mind where you're talking about a bus is that, the, that Oklahoma City team. You had, uh, you had Durant, you had Westbrook, you had Harden, um, and they, they
1: made the finals, John, they lost to LeBron,
0: but like I Eagles. mean, that team was just set up and I and they was, also
1: broke that team apart to, to, for, I don't know if it was salary cap reasons or whatever, but when they traded hard in a way, it wasn't tearing it down. Remember I, Kevin Durant left in free agency. I think comparing that's unfair. I think that's a very unfair comparison.
0: Maybe, but I don't think it's too far away. I know we we don't have a ton of time, but I was reminded during the game of um, my thoughts on Russell Westbrook uh, because everyone in the building... Because everyone's got a ton of them. (laughs) uh, Everyone in the building was thinking about LeBron and all Russell Westbrook was, was doing was thinking about how mad he is that LeBron said that he wished Kyrie Irving was there. Now, maybe LeBron shouldn't have said that, but at the same point, like maybe he just didn't care about Russell Westbrook either. Russell Westbrook is the only guy he's in the building, he's still jacking up shots. Like, if he could have kept LeBron from the scoring record that night, he would have <laughs> just single handedly because he, like, he just did not care anyway. I, I digress, it was just one of the more rust things. That you, that you could see. And you could see why he's now on his fourth team in the last five years.
1: Well, he could be headed for his fifth. He's a prime candidate for a buyout uh, from the Jazz. Uh, real quick, I, I did forget to mention, I saw a photo, uh, my coworker showed it to me, of LeBron taking the shot to set the new scoring record. And the Lakers' backup center, I believe it's Thomas Bryant, is in the post calling for the ball. <laughs> LeBron's got the ball and he's calling for it. Thomas Bryant got traded today and we thought it was the funniest thing. You look at that photo. And now that guy's no longer on the Lakers two days later.
0: Wait, the (laughs) Lakers traded Bryant.
1: Yeah. Right. He's calling for the ball as LeBron is in the process of scoring his thirty-eight thousand three hundred eighty-eighth point or whatever. Like it's just hilarious. Like the mindset of a professional athlete sometimes makes you scratch your head. Well, could you (laughs) imagine (laughs) like,
0: Because this is the equivalent of like Hank Aaron passing Babe Ruth. Could you imagine like if and somebody then like
1: the fourth outfielders like, oh yo, I thought I was gonna pinch hit.
0: <laughs> or like the runner-run third decided to steal home.
1: Like, <laughs> uh, uh we're talking about trades. We should talk about the one deal, the Sixers. Uh again, I don't know that it's been confirmed yet. We kind of went into our 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 pod cone of, of silence, uh, to record. Uh, but the, the, the deal is that Matisse Thybul is heading out of town and I think he's going to head to Portland in a three team deal that also features Charlotte and that Jalen McDaniels will become a sixer. Uh, seems like a lot of folks think that that low key is a pretty good deal. Uh, I remember, not all that long ago, where we were all like, "Well, we're not even going to trade Matisse Thybul for James Harden. Uh, you're not going to include him in a Damian Lillard deal." And now it's like, "Have I heard of Jalen McDaniels? I think so, but I'm not sure." And it seems like it's just kind of a deal the Sixers had to make.
0: Look, he could have been the ultimate three and D guy if he could have gotten the the three together. It's like Ben Simmons in a very small version.
1: If you combine Ben Simmons and Matisse Thibel, you have an all-timer.
0: <laughs> kind of. Uh, um, man, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I liked him so much. I know last year, you know, the, the whole Vax thing kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. Um, I feel like it's another, yet another chapter of a missed draft pick in the process era. Ironically, like when I saw, like I was ready for him to go today because I saw when I saw Michael Bridges was traded to Brooklyn. I thought <laughs> maybe we could finally make that right, and Matisse can go in that deal. You are not that the first person work. to say no. something like that. I, I think everyone everyone saw that Michael Bridges was traded. I think ev- everyone in Philly was like, maybe, and, yes.
1: And here's the thing: if Michael Bridges' mom worked for the Bulls and he went to DePaul. No one in Philly would care to try to trade for him. It's the fact that he's a local guy, played at Villanova. They drafted him and traded him, and the guy they traded him for didn't work out. Well, you know what? In that deal, they also got the Miami Heat's 2021 draft pick from Phoenix in the first round. That went to the Clippers in the deal that brought Tobias Harris here. So if you think Tobias Harris has contributed to the Sixers at all in the last three or four years, it was a good deal. And everyone is just obsessed with Michael Bridges. I'm sure he's a wonderful guy, wonderful player. I could not care less. Like he's gone. He was never here. Forget about it. Stop it. I digress.
0: <laughs> Speaking of things that you love to talk about Kyrie well, Irving.
1: Well, we're going to talk about Kyrie Irving in, in what I am referring to as a new segment. We've, we've alluded to something like this before, but I'm calling it, you know how, when you go out and you, you go to a steak dinner, you get a nice big steak and, and, and you don't finish it all. Cause it's just too much. And, you cut it up, and you, 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 you put it back in the oven the next day, and you have a nice maybe steak and eggs brunch. It's reheated beef, John. We're bringing back old beef, and we're throwing it right back on the grill.
0: Wow. That was... I have
1: had longstanding beef with Kyrie Irving. That was Irving. a stretch. I have never rated Kyrie Irving very highly. I do not think he's a star player of the caliber of star that we talk about. I think he's a second banana at best. He's never done anything without LeBron James. Lo and behold, he has now asked for a trade because he's not going to sign an extension in Brooklyn, and he's been traded to Dallas, where guess what? He gets to be the second banana for Luka Doncic. I would not be surprised if within a couple of years, Luka Doncic asked for a trade. Get me away from this guy. If they resign him, who knows if that's going to happen. But Kyrie Irving is going to drive Luka Doncic insane over the next few months. That guy, he's either intentionally I've used the phrase galaxy brain to describe Nick Sirianni. I don't even know how you universe brain. He's either intentionally obtuse and universe brain, or there's actually something wrong with this guy. And he refuses to do anything about it. He he's going to have a Netflix series made about him after all the franchises he's killed. All right. So like, why do people keep treating this guy? Like he's some kind of all time great player. He's a bum. If I can channel Sports Talk Radio for a second, I don't know what just came over me there. (laughs) But he is a grade A certified bum. I am thrilled, like I said, to dance on the graves of 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 the Brooklyn Nets super team almost entirely because Kyrie Irving has killed another franchise. Like this one, like literally it is, it is dead. It is deader than it was when they traded all those pieces to get Paul Pierce when he was 86 years old or whatever. And Kevin Garnett, the the, the Brooklyn Nets are going to be drafting their own pick very high and Phoenix's low pick for the next bunch of years. They're, they're, they're starting back over at square one. And that's if they trade Ben Simmons, if they keep him, it's even worse. Like what a disaster. I could not be happier. I don't know if you can tell.
0: I, I can tell; <laughs> it's not that hard to to kind this of read your mood right now. This is
1: hot. Uh,
0: I I think it's simple as like he's he's another Ben Simmons. Honestly, like he's an all time talent. Like he's, he's an all time physical gifts guy. Uh, he hit one of the greatest shots in NBA history. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. But that's
1: the one thing he's done. He it's it's
0: the coach. It's 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 the the coach's thing. I I I I don't. I was surprised that Mark Cuban of all people was the guy to to greenlight this. But they're making up for poor decisions they made in free agency with Jalen Brunson, and they're trying to to make it right because otherwise Luka's not going to be there much longer.
1: Yeah, they've got um, to find a second guy for Luca,
0: at which. Least. Does it seem that hard? Like, I would think somebody would want to play with him, yeah. but that's... I think a
1: lot of guys should want to play with him.
0: Uh, it's, like, interesting in itself. I, you know, he's hes a... Kyrie's a coach killer, but you can't tell me that there aren't 20 head coaches that would think about it.
1: I, I think it's, it's... I don't think Dallas gave up too much, and, and I think they, they kind of have to see it as a, well, you know what? If this works out, we can sign him and the two of them can can go on and, and do I'm their sure. thing. And if it doesn't work out, they're going to have some cap space and they can find somebody who will.
0: If they win a couple of rounds in the playoffs based on how he plays, it's worth it to them.
1: Dallas versus Phoenix in the conference finals would be just incredible to have Kevin Ooh. Durant just destroy Kyrie Irving over and over again. I don't think that series could go seven games, but I, w- I would want it to just, just to watch him get filleted and grilled and seared and sauteed and whatever other things you can do to reheated beef. One more piece of reheated beef, John, and this is, this is for you. All right. You're a St. Joe's guy. You remember Dylan Brooks, the 2016 NCAA tournament, the Hawks this close to the sweet 16 before Dylan Brooks kind of took over. He's been a thorn in, in, in least in, in your side, probably for a long time. He's also one of the most, just like intrinsically annoying players in the NBA, I don't think anyone likes Dylan Brooks. Last week, I'm at the bowling alley and I see a ticker, and it says ejected for shoving Dylan Brooks, and it didn't say who it was. And I'm like, that shouldn't be worthy of an ejection. Everybody should be allowed to shove Dylan Brooks. Everybody wants to. Nobody likes that guy. He's 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 not Grayson Allen, but like <laughs> he's, he's Grayson
0: Allen adjacent.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's he's nobody likes him. And then the next time the ticker came through, I found out it was Donovan Mitchell that did it. And I was like, oh, well, let's suspend both of them. Let's suspend both of them because I, and I've said a lot of unflattering things about Ben Simmons over the course of the last 45 minutes, even. However, when, when Donovan Mitchell tried to campaign to be rookie of the year over Ben Simmons that year. I was like, well, you're, you're just going to – I'm going to hate you forever because you're just a whiny little child. And I have never liked Donovan Mitchell, not quite as as much as I've disliked Kyrie Irving. And I think it's almost entirely because of that. I would have loved to have seen both of them get suspended. Ultimately, Dylan Brooks got suspended because he uh, he, he – we'll say he instigated the, the contretemps uh, by – You love that uh, word. I, love do, that I really do. By pulling uh, a Chris Paul – uh, if you're familiar with what Chris Paul has been known to do to the uh, proverbial undercarriage of opponents from time to time.
0: Well, I was uh, going to say choke, but
1: no, no, he, <laughs> no, he, uh, he, he smacked uh, Donovan Mitchell in uh, in a sensitive area, and uh, <laughs> Mitchell reacted. They both got ejected. Brooks was suspended for a game, but the rare, the rare situation where a guy that, uh, that that may have broken your heart many years ago that nobody likes getting into a fight with a guy that I don't like. And in the end, I guess there really are no winners or losers. But that's some more reheated beef for you.
0: I think we all lose.
1: <laughs> well, as we move forward, John, start thinking of some guys and some 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 things from the past that you may want to bring back and, uh, and and throw on the grill. That's been the
0: entire podcast.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> but this week in particular, with these guys, I was just like, man, I have got to just. Unleashed. So I, I appreciate the opportunity to do so. And again, if ever you want to fire up the grill, by all means, at any time, you're more than welcome. Although I do think now is probably we should probably turn off the grill. Now I think we've reached. I mean, you recently. got some bowling to get to. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. Uh, we've reached the end of our propane tank, and that's the end of this week's episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Or on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Philly Frenetics. Phillyfrenetics.com, Sunday's Quick Picks. Apparently the season title is going to come down to Sunday's game. If I win, even though I have a losing record, is this like one of those things where like a bad team gets into the playoffs and goes on a run? Is, is, is that what this is going to be? <laughs> it's not going to happen. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we'll have our Quick Picks. We'll Maybe we'll throw in a couple of extra predictions just to – to kind of make it a real earned victory but until then john the next time we see each other the eagles are going to be playing in the super bowl (sighs) go birds
0: go birds